Good morning. Welcome to Shabbos Laman Aleph, page 31. Today's daf has many of the stories of Hillel and Shammai. And the Gemara says a person should always be an anav, should be humble like Hillel, and not a kapta, not someone who's very harsh like uh, Shammai. And the Gemara goes on to illustrate this and says that there were two people who had made a bet. Uh, who could for, force Hillel to lose his temper? Apparently Hillel had a reputation of being very flexible, of being very mild-mannered and not getting angry. So the person went like three times on Erev Shabbos uh, while Hillel was bathing, and he kept making Hillel get out of the bath, getting dressed, and he asked him these foolish questions, like, why are Babylonians' heads round? Why are the people of Tarmud, uh, Tarmudians, why are their eyes around? Why are Africans' feet wide? And basically, Hillel took each question as crazy as it was with great seriousness and said, please ask me any question you want. And basically, the person said, oh, you're so terrible, Hillel, because because of you, I lost 400 zuz, $400. I lost my bet. But Hillel said, it's worth it for you to lose your money. And I should never, but Hillel will yakpit, I should never become someone who's harsh, who's who's mean, who's not open, who's not accepting. I always want to be like this to never lose my temper. The Gemara goes on then to talk about differences between Shammai and Hillel. And we have a series of stories where different potential converts come to each of them with very different results. They have very uh, strange requests and Shammai, or problematic requests, and Shammai rejects them and Hillel accepts them. And the first one was, Someone came to both of them and again said that they wanted to convert but only accept the written law, not the oral law. The second was they wanted to accept the entire Torah. They wanted to learn the entire Torah on one leg, on one foot. Um, and the third one was uh, that they wanted to convert in order to become the Kohen Gadol, which is obviously absurd. In all three cases, Shammai rejected, Hillel uh, accepted. Uh, by the way, very famously, when in the one where the person said, I want to convert on condition to be uh, on, on one foot with one essence, Shama Hillel, when he accepted and told him the, 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 the very important principle of what, what's hateful to you, don't do to your friend, and the rest of it is just commentary, go and study it. And bottom line is, uh, this person then, the last person who was able to convert under under uh, Hillel, because Hillel was so open, he then went to Shammai and said, look what you did, Shammai, because you didn't sit down and teach me the laws about why I can't be the Kohen Gadol, which Hillel actually did. Um, because of that, I, if I would have followed you, I would never have gone under the presence of Hashem. And I would have, I would have, it would have been very harmful for my life. But Hillel was more accepting. And obviously, this is the approach that the Gemara is advocating. Then the Gemara goes on to talk about Yiras Hashem. Fear of Heaven, because we had talked before about the book of Koheles, and one of the praises of Koheles <laughs> was that it opened and ended with Yiras Hashem, with fear of God. And the Gemara has many, many stories about how you can have all the Torah learning you want, you can learn all six orders of the Mishnah, uh, you can be a great Torah scholar, but if you don't have the fear of Heaven, the fear of Heaven is like the preservative. It's like wheat that you put in the storehouse, but you don't put, put the preservative there and it's going to spoil and it's going to rot. So therefore, there's no point putting it there. There's no point learning without Yiras Hashem. Or other analogies was it's basically like giving the treasurer the keys to the inner room, but not the outer room. Who cares if you have the keys to the inner room? If you can't get to the, through the outer room, there's obviously no point. Uh, the Gemara goes on and quotes the Pasuk that says, Al Tirshaharbe, don't be, this is from, also from, uh, from Kohalas, don't be exceedingly wicked. What do you mean don't be exceedingly wicked? But you, is that saying that a little wicked you should be? And the answer basically is no. It's saying, yeah, even if you are a little wicked, you've done a sin, don't say that I will continue sinning. And the, the memorable 
uh, metaphor is if you have garlic, which makes your breath smell bad, don't have more things. Don't have more garlic that will make your breath smell even worse. So, so too, if you do a sin, okay, I sin. Uh, don't do more. Don't add on more things. You can always change your ways. You can always do better next time. Okay. And then finally, we go back to the halachic context of the original Mishnah, which said that if you do a melacha, if you do kiboy, if you extinguish the flame, the purpose of the melacha of kiboy is in order to make a pecham, in order to make a kol. But what if you do it in order to preserve the wick? You extinguish the wick because you want to preserve it, or you want to preserve the oil, you want to preserve the lamp. Uh, then we said that according to the first opinion, you're going to be liable, because the first opinion held a melacha she'en it's written the gufa, a melacha that you do even not for its sake is liable. But the second opinion, Rabbi Yossi said, only in the case of the wick. And the Gemara tries to figure out what is the opinion of Rabbi Yossi? Does he follow Rabbi Yehuda? Um, and the first answer is yes, he does follow Rabbi Yehuda, but he holds soter almanas livnos bim como. It's only, when you, when you uh, demolish something or if you extinguish a wick, you're only liable if it's in order to relight it. And it has to be that you relight it in the same place. So if you're doing it for the wick, then it's going to be in the same place, i.e. on the same wick. But if you do it just to preserve the oil, but then a new wick will come along or to preserve the lamp, but then you can have a new wick. It's like a new place. So therefore, you would not be liable in that particular situation. And that's how the Gemara ends up explaining the position of Rav Yossi. That concludes Daf Lam and Al, page 31. See you tomorrow for Lam and Bays.